Hey everyone, this is Tiffany from TiffanyLambert.com. Welcome back to another part of our series um, on business branches, and this time we're talking about creating your own info product. Um, we've already gone over the ideas for your product, outlining, formats, funnel options, free bonus options, and today we're going to cover pricing. Um, the first thing you need to know is that cheaper isn't always better. Some people think, well, if I price it at $7, it's definitely going to sell more than if I price it at $67 because it'll be a lower threshold um, of trust for them to get over. But that's not always true. Even for people who have you know, worked on their reputation for 20 some odd years like I have, um, you still have to price it right. So just as an example, I have a digital affiliate marketing course that I've, I've sold for about $17 and it's earned about $1,662, okay? Then I have a writing challenge, which I sell for mainly $67. Sometimes I'll put it on sale for like 47 or so and it's sold $8,173. So the price point is not always better if you make it cheaper. There's definitely a perceived value. You've heard of that. Uh, like it or not, you you basically just expect more when it's priced higher. Um, but there's also a true value. And there's a lot of shady sellers who will go out there and sell something that's really just not worth anything and they'll price it low so that it prevents refunds right because they don't they feel like people won't bother refunding if it's only seven dollars or if it's only seventeen dollars they won't bother refunding if it's bad which is true a lot of people won't um, just as some sellers price things higher so that they weed out the tire kickers and you know only attract serious buyers who will implement their course because if i'm selling something for 97 dollars, a lot of you aren't going to even bother with that unless you know you're going to be using it and you know it's right for you so it makes you think a little more so you want to think about both the perceived value and the true value of your of your info product it has to be priced in line with the value of the actual product so if it's just an overview where you gloss over something I would price that less than if it's a thorough step-by-step -step strategic walkthrough of uh, some sort of system or strategy or whatever because then you're getting into those nitty-gritty details that they can't find elsewhere um, and also, you have to think an ebook would be priced less than maybe a whole video series uh, that has PDFs with it and all. And that's going to be priced less than maybe personal coaching or something. So it's it's not only the media format that you're selling it in that, that also helps determine price, but also the number of components as well. So if you have, you know, a 20-page ebook and that's it, that's going to be priced a lot less than if you have a, um, you know... 40 video series with PDFs and all that, that's going to be priced more, um, usually, you know, depending on the topics and all that involved. You also want to look at the marketplace. But when I say that, I don't mean you want to look at all sellers because if you just go out there and say, okay, I want to sell a course on blogging, let me see what everyone's selling theirs at, and you just look at the numbers, that's not going to help you. You want to really pinpoint the successful sales, the ones that have sold a lot. You want to look at the people um, and see how their overall business is doing, not just a one-time uh, sell that they did. Uh, so you want to follow those successful ones. Not You don't want to be looking at anyone who's who priced theirs at $47 and it didn't sell anything. 
Okay, that's not what you want to be following. And you want to be on the same level as those really successful people. So if you see a guru who you admire and you're like, wow, they're selling this blogging course and it's $67. As long as you think you're going to put out a good product, which I'm assuming you will because you don't want to put out something that's not, um, then go ahead and price it at that level. You don't have to try to undercut someone just because, um, you know, they've, they've, been in this business long enough to get a reputation. You might want to get a little bit of a discount, but you don't need to go, okay, well, I'm not a $67 seller. I'm going to have to price this at seven. That's not how it works. You want to be doing what they're doing. You might do it a little bit less, like, hey, I'll, I'll do a $47 intro price or whatever, and then raise it up later as you build a reputation. Um, you can do something like that. And re- keep in mind when you're doing these info product launches, you can always test and tweak your price points. You can do split testing where part of the traffic goes to a $47, part of the traffic goes to $27, part of the traffic goes to a $67 or whatever. You can do that if you want. Um, I don't usually do split testing only because I, I just have like this built-in guilt feeling that some people would have paid $67 and some people paid $27 at the exact same time. Um, it's okay to do sales on something that's already launched and it's okay to do like a launch pricing that to me feels different because everybody's equal at that moment. Um, but you know, like I said, it's definitely a a strategy that people do when they, when they split test things. And if you, if you launch something and you find that it's not doing well at a certain price point, you can lower it and see, you know, maybe it'll convert better at 27 than it did at 37 or whatever. Um, I personally recommend when you launch a product, no matter what kind it is, that you have a launch price, but you stick to that cutoff time. So you want to do whatever, four day, one week, 10 day, whatever. You want to have a launch period that has a certain discount for people who get in early. Now, some people will even do early bird pricing where for the first two hours um, of the sale, it's extremely low. And then two hours later, it shoots up to a discount price. And then after a certain number of days, it cuts off and goes to the permanent full price. The key to that is to actually stick to your guns on all of those timing issues. Because not only do customers not like it when you don't stick to that, because maybe they bought something and they struggle to buy it and everything, and then you still left the price on three days later. But also, it'll upset your affiliates because they're thinking that they're, you know, a lot of people are very strategic with their promotions. Maybe they don't want to promote at your intro price or whatever, and they only want to promote at the little bit higher price. So you want to make sure you stick to all that. Um, and remember, when you're when you're pricing your product, you, you're not just pricing it in a way that will get sales from the consumer. You also have to price it in a way that attracts affiliates. So a lot of you who are thinking, well, I'll just price it at $7. Even if people would buy it at that, is that 50%, $3.50? Is that going to be enough for most affiliates? Probably not. Most affiliates will not promote at that price point. I will only because if my list is getting a good deal at $7, I'm fine with that. <laughs> but a lot of affiliates are like, nope, won't even promote for less than whatever they get, 20 bucks per earning or whatever. So it just depends on the affiliate you're trying to trying to attract or whatever. Um, but you also, you, you want to keep that in mind for them. And, and it's okay too to have, if you know you're going to have a funnel, then you can have a lower front end price 
and then like we talked about before, have it kind of staircase up so that each time someone goes to an OTO offer, they have the ability to pay a little more and then the affiliate gets the ability to earn a little more. So that's all for today on that. We're going to be talking about where to list your product to sell, to sell in the next uh, part of the series. Okay. I'll talk to you then.